I hope y'all enjoyed this week's edition of hipster music that we definitely selected for you. Well, we're st- they're listen. still enjoying it because it's still on. I know. I want them to listen to it. I want them to broaden their palette, their musical palette. Because when you listen to songs that nobody knows, obviously your musical palette is better than other people. It's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's why I only listen to e- Indonesian folk s- songs. That's what a Gregorian chants. Welcome, everyone. It's our time. It's clown time. Hey, hey! Um, and for the first time in Clown Time's history, we're coming in with a topic that we developed like minutes before we came. <laughs> like to the two studio. minutes when we were talking about it in depth, and then we're like, "Oh, why don't we just save this for the show?" And then we're like, "Oh, yeah, good idea." Yeah. So even though we still don't have anything written down for this, it's all ingrained in our minds because th- this topic has all scarred us in some way. Um, this is the most heartbreaking moments in sports uh, for us. Within your context of like your locality, your teams, everything. Uh-huh. So we have uh, four, two guests with us today because Nick is obviously not here yet. So we have a co-host and clearly number two, not number one, Jack, on the show. And clearly. then we, we have special guest Bo Heatherman finally on the show for the first time this year. Hello. Glad to be back. And then we have TJ, who is actually not sitting in the corner this time. Actually at the mic this time. That's that right. That too. Yeah, we can hear you, TJ. All right, so who wants to start? And before we reveal our most heartbreaking sports moments, I think it's it would be fun for the others to try to guess for the person speaking. Yeah, so who's, who's going to go first? Should I start? Yeah, I'll have Jack go first. Okay, all right, I'll start. So... See if you guys can guess the most heartbreaking moment of mine. Because I have two. We, we kind of talked about one out there, but guess the other one. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I would say oh, maybe ye- yesterday, perhaps? No. Really? So that, yes- wasn't, that wasn't hard. Well, I mean, I that was bad. I, I will honestly put that in the top five, but I've rebounded from that considering that we kind of have a future, and I've thought about it a little bit more, and it's like, okay, we're not completely dead as long as we fire Rick Renteria, who's a worthless piece of pile of junk. For context, the White Sox blew a what lead? I'm not was, trying to was, rub no, no, salt, no, salt in the wound. It was three to nothing, which is not like an insurmountable lead. But there was one inning when it was just, oh look, it's three two, and there are two outs. Oh, and there's no one on. What are the Sox gonna do? Oh, walk three guys and then allow two more runs in. Ugh. Oh, and then the A's take the four three lead. Sox tie it up four four. And then six to four is the final because Rick Renteria put nine pitchers out there, used three pitchers in the first one and two thirds innings. Ugh, just so frustrating. We come into it doing we're like, oh, we're gonna have Dunning go a few innings and then take him out at, at any signs of trouble. First and third, two outs. They take out Dunning in the first inning. The first inning. God, I hate our manager. Uh, anyways, um, I have a dark horse for all of us, um, and that would be Notre Dame. Absolutely, just. Crapping the bed against Clemson in the Cotton Bowl. Ooh, that would be... That was going to be my guess for Jack. That's your guess for me? See, Clemson, I recovered because it was fun in Dallas. Oh, and Miami. We, and we weren't supposed to win that game either. Dallas is close. Miami is close. That's not necessarily a heartbreak. That was just, oh, just such that disappointment. Just so building my hopes up. But it wasn't a heartbreak by definition. It I would also say, last say year, Michigan. Georgia. No, freshman year Georgia. 
TJ got it. Fresh, really? Freshman year Georgia, because I will never forget the moment we're driving down the field. Brandon Wimbush completes a pass to the 40 for 15 yards. We're in business. We got to get like 30 more yards in like a minute and 10 seconds, however long it was, or even more. And then I, it's like in slow motion. I see the edge rusher beat Mike McGlinchey. I'm watching it from behind. So I'm like, oh no, it's the blind side. And then strip sack, game over. I am in shambles. We lose by one point to the eventual national championship runner-up. That 2017 team was talented, man. It was. It wasn't as good as 2018, though. And I, I know that's hindsight bias, but well, I, no, you're right because Ian Book was the better quarterback than Brandon Wimbush that year. So get Paps on the show. He'll he'll disagree. Yeah, actually, if we, any callers want to call in and say their most heartbreaking sports moment, we're we're getting sad in here. So uh, call five seven four six three one six four zero zero and give us your most heartbreaking. Sports memory. Max wants you to cry about sports with him. Yeah. Except decline. And then, uh, Jack, uh, please share your other heartbreaking moment. Well, my other heartbreaking moment is obviously the double doink. I I honestly can't see how that's heartbreaking. I don't. I don't <laughs> Shut up. I don't know. <laughs> Shut I, up. I can't empathize with that one. Ugh. Like, why do you find that heartbreaking? Well, the Nick Bears... Foles and his 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 gang gets a upset victory on the road. I, I don't see what's heartbreaking about that. I mean, I can relate to the heroicness of Nick Foles because now he's he's the best quarterback in Bears history. But number one, before I get started, the Eagles kept the wrong quarterback, and now you can attest to you that. You are true. This is true. Um, And second of all, it is heartbreak because it's like, look at this. I've never been more into a Bears season. Just had a great semester of school. The Bears went... 12 and 4. We're in the playoffs. We're looking good. We're like a three seed. And then just immediately, uh, it's 16 15. Trubisky completes a pass down the sidelines to Allen Robinson inside the 25. I'm like, we're in business. Here we go. And then we ran two plays to more center the ball for Parkey. And then it's up, and I'm praying because I know it's going to be close. And then it goes off the upright. And I'm like, oh, God. But then I still think it has a chance because I've seen balls hit the upright and go through. And hits the crossbar, bounces forward, and I let out just my parents and a friend of mine who's probably listening can attest to this. Just the guttural scream that emanated from my body. I didn't even, like, consciously say it. It just came through. Ah! Then I went for one of my patented Green Day runs around the neighborhood in 20-degree weather. Ran about 630 miles for six miles because I was so upset. Just so bad. So bad. And they've just never been the same since. So on the flip side, the other narrative of that event, I remember seeing it hit the upright and thinking, are you kidding me? The season's going to end. The season can't end like this. On a doinked infield goal. Are you kidding me? After all no. Nick Foles has worked for no, to get into the playoffs. It's the Bears. You got to expect it. And I, was, I, I couldn't believe my eyes. When the ball hit the floor outside of the goalpost, I, I couldn't believe it. It took me a while to process that the Eagles, after a Golden Tate two-point, no, sorry, a Golden Tate touchdown, one of the worst trades in Eagles history. That's right. I forgot Golden they had him. Tate, the starting running back for that game was Wendell Smallwood. Beast. Just, Beast. That Eagles team had no business being in the playoffs other than the defense was really good and Nick Foles was working his usual magic. I, I, I don't know. 
how the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't give them another chance. That is one of the most boneheaded decisions. That's going to come back as a terrible take because I actually really like Gardner Minshew. But still, Nick Foles, just so magical. You can't beat Nick Foles. All right, in the playoffs, in a magic. When it comes down to a field goal, it's all about magic. And yes. you don't beat Nick <clears throat> Foles in the magic department. Uh, all right. Of course not. Okay. Swinging it over to our guests, we've got TJ. TJ, what's your most well, your most heartbreaking moment? Now I know what you're saying out there, but do you have any other ones? What did I say out there again? Well, say it. I don't remember. You said the Tottenham Champions League. Oh thing. yeah. Do you yeah, have any but that ones? was like a slow burn. You know, you kind of slow the most heartbreaking burn. ones are always got to be just like the ones that just hit you like a brick. Like the Bears. Like the Bears, but was that's actually not my my top one. Um, was it the Cubs losing in the wild card game after they had a five game division lead? That was tough. That was tough, but the tough part was that was that the Brewers beat them in Game One Sixty Three the day before. So yeah, it was already you could already knew that it was going down. Exactly. <laughs> then they lost like what the Rockies? <laughs> the Rockies, yeah. There we go, go Rockies, smoke. baby. No, um, I think it's got to be actually. You guys don't know this about me. This was this was pre-college TJ, but I was a 49ers fan. Yeah, because Jim is a 49ers yeah, guy. Jim, Jim Dasso, Chip Kelly Jim Dasso is a huge <laughs> 49ers fan. So we watched the 2014 NFC Championship game. Came back. Then it, the classic Colin Crabtree. Don't you ever talk about me. Hate Richard Sherman for the rest of my life for that game. <laughs> now he's on the 49ers. Now, on the, <laughs> now I don't care. Yeah, but That's for sure takes the cake. Yeah, also, a close second, the Blackhawks played the Los Angeles Kings in 2014. Nick Letty. Seven. Yeah. Nick Letty. Oh, that the winner was, of that game was going to be the winner of the Stanley that Cup. That was so brutal. We could have had four cups in six I years. I mean, the classic Chicago Blackhawks fan where you just don't give a shit until. Yeah. Oh, we have two more guests. Pat and Nick have arrived in the studio. Now we just have to share mics again. Here, I'll share, I'll share with Max. So we're going around the room. And sharing our most heartbreaking sports moments. So, Danny! Um, so, TJ just said his, we're on to Bo, and then Nick and Pat can do theirs, and then Max. I mean, Bo's is as clear as day. I mean, there's no, there's no need to, uh, there's no need to really guess this one. So, for context, Bo lives in Atlanta. So, Bo, please share. See, here's the deal, though, is... I'm not that big of an NFL fan. So while the infamous 28 to 3 stung, it it was not my biggest, I would say. Wow. Really? I, I was just talking to uh you guys in the hallway about it. Back oh this is probably like right after 2010, the Braves were in the wild card game. So a single elimination wild card game is this against Chipper. Yeah, Chipper was still on the roster at this point against the St. Louis Cardinals and Braves are great against the Cardinals. Cards hit a blooper out into uh, shallow left center field, but it is clearly out in the outfield. And for some reason, the umpire rules it an infield fly because the shortstop was the one who ran back and tried to make the play. And as a result, the Cards scored and subsequently won the game. Maybe the worst umpiring call I've ever seen live. Um, so brutal. That's just ugh. it was tough. And then a. Runner up to that, probably tied with that, was the Braves game five, also against the Cardinals last year, when they let up 
uh, 11 runs. Fulty, mental midget. In the first inning. Yes, Fulty is a mental midget, and he does not need to see the majors anytime soon. But look, his velocity's back. Oh, his velocity's back. Great. That means he'll just hit five homers in his next start. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. On to Pat and Nick. What are your most heartbreaking sports moments? You want to go first? Yeah, you go first. You <laughs> okay. Go first. okay, I'll go first. Uh, back when I enjoyed sports, this was actually the moment, not sure if you were there for it, Jack. I described it yesterday. I actually doled my love for sports, at least watching them. Just, uh, it, was, uh, 2000, I think it was 2017, the Champions League final. If anyone remembers that. Not sure if Max does, you follow soccer. But that was, no, I uh, didn't follow soccer back then. I, believe, I think it was 2017. It was Juventus versus Real Madrid. Both teams were pretty much playing for the treble, which is... Like, it's not unheard of, but it's super, super rare. Again, it means you pretty much won your league competition that year, the National Cup, and then which the Champions is... Champions League. And the Champions League, yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like the highest honor. The Champions the League triple the, crown, essentially. Pretty much, pretty much is the triple crown, you know. And Champions League is the best, most prestigious trophy to win. And Juventus was cursed in the competition for like the last 25 years. They just couldn't win it. They made it to the finals like... Four or five times over, like, you know, the last two decades or so. And they just couldn't win it, even though they had the best team in some cases. They just, like, cursed. But here they were, great form, 2017. They're playing Real Madrid, who is known to win the Champions League, especially this decade where they won, like, four or five of them. And I just hate Real Madrid. And they have Messi, right? <sighs> okay, well, you're, you're joking. <laughs> Please tell me you're joking. <laughs> No, no, it's they have Ronaldo. Okay, it was Ronaldo, but now yeah. Juventus. Now Juventus has Ronaldo. All yes, right. I, Max yes. is on the mic so now. Thank you, Jack. Okay, okay. <laughs> Essentially, That's they were tied. They were tied one-one at half. Beautiful bicycle kick by uh, Juventus striker Mandzukic. Just out of this world. Best goal I've seen live. Amazing. They came out in the second half completely flat, though. Absolutely flat. They lost four-one, and I just couldn't believe it because they worked so hard to be back in the finals. And they blew it. They just came out flat. They looked like they, they didn't have any energy left. And it made me feel terrible. Because if they came out fighting and they lost, okay, fine. They looked so bad. I don't know what happened in the dressing room at halftime, but something just happened. And they just played terribly. Couldn't believe it. Hated it. You go, Pat. All right, Pat. What's yours? All right. So, some context. You guys know Vikings. Very good team. Best in the NFC North great, right yes. now. Yeah, Minnesota! yeah. 0-3. <laughs> so, some context. Every Notre Dame, Minnesota student, virtually everyone, rides on this bus between every break. So, we're on the bus coming home. It's 2017-2018 um, NFL playoffs. Um, and we're on the bus and listening to the radio of the Viking Saints game in the playoffs. And, like, it's really tight, and they, they throw the Hail Mary, and we're listening on the radio. It's the Minneapolis Miracle, which I don't know if you guys remember that. Yes, I yeah, do. Yeah, so super hype. All the Notre Dame, Minnesota students are in the same bus just, just going bonkers. Um, that's awesome. And so that happens, and then we lose the Eagles. Oh. So that's the heartbreaking moment. <laughs> oh, the Eagles so, just killed them. Just yeah, so, yeah. you know, you know <laughs> Defiled. Like Jack's um, heartbreaking moment, I really don't empathize um, with that one. Uh, I really don't understand uh, what's heartbreaking about that. <laughs> Nick Foles, after nearly retiring um, from the game altogether, comes back and leads a team who just lost their quarterback um, to the NFC Championship, only to demolish uh, the Vikings 
at home, which the Eagles have always been cursed in the NFC Championship game. So, once again, can't really um, empathize with that one, Pat. Sorry. <laughs> um, I understand. <laughs> all right. So, I guess I'm last up. Gee, can you guys even, you know, think of a moment that I may be upset about as a sports fan? I'm not sure you're wearing a Cubs hat and a Cubs jersey and a Cubs shirt, which doesn't reflect no. your actual team. Gee, what? It was what? when Oxford lost two nothing two weeks ago. <laughs> actually, actually they won last week. So oh, I said two weeks ago. Excuse me. That that was. Fr- I will say the dark horse for me was this summer. This summer, it was June. Absolutely nothing to do in June. Oh, he's, in our, he's in our section. What? <laughs> yes. Okay. He's a roommate. Yeah. The the month of June. The month of June. He has a whole month. Wow. Dude, every month <laughs> is his month. Right. Trust me. All right. So think back to last June where you had absolutely nothing. Your internship hasn't started yet. You know, you still can't go out. It's not safe. You're just. Hey, wait. Sorry. Interrupt. They took down our ra- our best radio show. Whoa, thing. And, 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 they did. They did. They did. Where did it where go? Is it? Is it behind? It's behind. Okay. Put it in front again. Who even is coast to coast? I want to know. All right. Here's what we're going to do. If they do it again, you're going to throw theirs out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There we go. We're back on top. <laughs> the kindergarten. This, yeah. It's the Cold War. This is the Cold War yeah, radio yeah. shows. Don't no. make it get hot, man. No, mine's better. No, mine's better. Mine's in front. Mine's in Excuse front. me. This is the Bay of Clowns. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it is the Bay of Clowns. All right, back on topic. June, bored out of our minds. And there's no sports, really. There's yep. still no American sports uh, back. Wait, question. Is this the Dark Horse, or is this your most... Upsetting loss or whatever. This is the dark horse. It, okay. This is the most recent for sure, and it yeah. stung. And yet, Oxford United, my soccer team, yeah. the one I've been following since junior year of high school when they were in League 2, are now in the League 1 finals to make it to the EFL championship, which is like a respectable league, a league people have heard of. Mm-hmm. Because people will be like, Oxford United... What league do they play in? And I have to explain what the heck League One is. When you when you say, oh, they're in the championship, they'll be like, oh, so they're playing to be in the Premier League. Not only that, but a lot of championship uh, games are broadcasted in the United States through ESPN+. Plus. Um, so with the magic of the internet, uh, some internet pirates, uh, you can start streaming Oxford United games if Yarr! they're in the championship. Roar! Roar! Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so what what I will say, what I will say, the naming system is truly just so weird. It it makes no sense. Because you hear League One, you're like, oh, that's the top league. It's the best league. No, the The championship's ahead of them. Oh, that's the best league. No, No, the Premier Premier League (laughs) is ahead of that. Just what? Not only that, but a lot of different nations have adopted that same system. Like in America, we have Major League Soccer. That's number one. Yeah. And then the second tier is the USL Championship. (laughs) And then there's a USL League One. Uh, Why? <laughs> I don't even know we had that many teams. Yeah, we do. It's just all unsanctioned, and we don't give a hoot. And what I want to know. It, how, it's clean. This is a clean show now. How bad is League One in the United States, though? How bad are those teams? I mean, probably really bad. Um, but back on topic. Yep. Oxford United finally streamed on U- on a U.S. Uh, TV service, ESPN+. Plus. I get ESPN+. Plus. Just to watch them in the playoffs. He's a true combat sports fan. Only yes, exactly. And I watched my first Oxford United game front to 
fit, start to finish, mm-hmm. and they draw Portsmouth in the semifinals. They draw Portsmouth again in the second leg of the semifinals, and then they win on penalties. Team of destiny. All they have to do is beat Wickham, who barely made the playoffs in the first place. They would not be in the playoffs had it not been for the weird point system that they use to determine the seeding. And they have never been in the championship. They have less fans. They have a smaller market base. Oxford deserves to be in the championship once again. Game starts. Once again, one of the very few Oxford games I've seen start to finish. And they were dominating. Wickham gets up early on a goal, but Oxford is dominating possession. It was The game ended 71-29%. Uh, possession Oxford. They had more shots, more shots on goal, more corners than Wickham. They did not have more goals. It was 1-1. They came back. It was 1-0 Wickham. So you can can say Wickham was okay. It's ethical to guard the box, not have possession when you're up 1-0 in a playoff. I get that. But it's 1-1 now, and Oxford is still, (laughs) they are still dominating. And they, they, so one of the star players for Oxford got into the box, and it was a sure goal. He was It was just the keeper to beat. Mm-hmm. All he had to do was shoot it, and instead he passes it to a different striker who gets tangled up with uh, Matty Taylor. I know my Oxford players. Okay, okay. It's Matty Taylor, uh, and he passes Matty Taylor. It gets intercepted by a Wickham defender at the last second because if Matty Taylor gets that ball first, it's an easy tap-in goal. So I understand the idea, but at the same time, if he just shoots his shot, he just had the keeper to beat, and Oxford's in the championship. It's 2-1. The momentum's clearly on Oxford. That puts pressure on Wickham to play outside of their game and actually have possession. But no, it's still 1-1, and then Wickham does their typical like Hail Mary pass into the box, and the Oxford keeper trips up the striker out of nowhere for no good reason. Wickham gets a penalty, and of course, a penalty is basically unsavable. Oxford lose on a penalty. Depends who's in net, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like it, it, it it's ridiculous. I, I, it's that one hurt so much. I'd been looking forward to it because it was still in June when there was nothing else to look forward to. No American sports. Yeah. Oxford one goal away from the championship. Uh, that now, stung. Now, what I will say, possession doesn't always tell. The story of the game, though, I remember, it might have been 2013, it was Barcelona versus Celtic, which, as you know, Celtic is the best Scottish league, but, uh, Scottish team, but just nowhere near Barcelona. Celtic, no, ever. Yeah, nowhere near. <laughs> never heard of Scotland. Yeah, nowhere near Barcelona's Where quality. Scotland? Well, I'm just saying this. It was the Champions League quarterfinals. Barcelona dominated possession 89% and lost 2 nothing. <laughs> what? It was. I watched the game. I watched the second half. It was literally eleven Celtics players in their own box the entire forty-five minutes of the second half. It was just. I'm not going to curse. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> and they now were up one. Cursing. They were oh. up one nothing. They actually scored in the second half by just countering. Just Barcelona brought everyone up, and it just didn't work. Amazing. Wow. It was incredible. Yeah, I'll this add a uh, a dark horse for mm-hmm. my most heartbreaking uh, sports moment was when I traveled to the great city of um, Glasgow and yes. I to watch my St. Mirren football club, yes. only to watch them get spanked 5-0 yeah. by Celtic. Oh. 
Celtic FC, too yeah. dominant. Yeah. Sitting with the 15 St. Mary yeah. fans that were in their section. Hey, you know rowdy. what? They the had like bucks. they had like 100 people there. Like they, they were so rowdy. They were so spirited. And they were so nice to us because we were being complete yanks. We, we, we were Oi. being so... I was cheering for my boy John Obika up there. I bet they were not too thrilled with that. We were just all wearing Celtic gear in the away section. Yeah. <laughs> But then another... Well, you do that against Rangers, you get shanked. Oh, yeah. Don't no, worry. we would yeah. not yeah. think of that. Yeah. We would literally not yeah. make it out of the stadium alive. But an interesting thing about Scotland is after the game, you still can't go into the pubs wearing the team colors, which is so different from America. It's like America, you could just walk into anything. You're like, Buffalo Wild Wings, sports jerseys, any team, roar! <laughs> it's just you want to do the roar. That's why you do that. <laughs> but, but why? Hey, Jimbo. But what is the reason for that? Well, they don't want to start fights. It's just because, like, Cel- Celtic yeah. Rangers is more. It, it, hmm. It's a class divide. It's a, a religion divide. It's a ancestry well, divide. Correct me if I'm wrong, but both Celtic and Rangers are both based in the Glasgow area. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. just that Celtic is the Catholic fans right. and Rangers is the Protestant fans. So they do have a lot of crossover. Is that how it goes? Is yeah. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Celtic's have. Because Celtic was actually founded by uh, by the Irish. Those soccer in rivalries in the UK and in Europe run so, especially in the UK, runs so much deeper than like Bears Packers. <laughs> like Bears Packers runs deep, but it's not like, oh, you're disrespecting my family and my religion by being a, a Rangers fan. I will say, our, I think college football rivalry is kind of mirror. I would say it's yeah. not as close. Like I, I'm not going to shank a Michigan fan anytime well, soon. Anyway. I don't know. <laughs> uh, would I shank a Cowboys fan? Not, not Maybe. But, though. yeah, actually, I shouldn't say that because I live surrounded by Cowboys fans. I mean, yeah, Sorry, would I, Dad. Would I shank a Patriots fan? Yes. Would I shank a Dolphins fan? Yes. Would I shank a Giants fan? Yes. What I'm saying is I like to shank people. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the sport. Would you, would you shank Adam Gase? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I just... Wait, did he get fired? No. Nope. What, no. What are your thoughts he got, on? He got a pat on the back oh, and, a, and, said, a, and a cookie. They said we have no. They said we have no plans to fire him. So, what are your thoughts on that and on the great game last night? Oh well, the game. The great game was great, of course. Um, I'm saying they're following the Knicks model with Kevin Durant. Please take me on your team. I would love to be in New York. Kevin, I'm sorry. You're just not in our plans. You're not in our Which future plans. This sucks. Like, next twenty years. It's like Trevor Lawrence. Like, oh no, you're not. You're not good enough for us. They're just not going to draft him. What, so I what do, you're saying is Kevin can wait. Kevin could, yeah. Or no, he didn't wait. He went to the Nets, which, you know what, I don't even mind. Kevin okay. Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Exactly. You know, he did, he did go to Brooklyn eventually, the greatest trade yeah. in NBA history. I just think it's so great how the Knicks sucking goes all the way back to the 50s, where they get <laughs> kicked out of Madison Square Garden for the City College of New York's games, which have twice the amount of fans. It's documented. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's so good. They get moved like down 64th Street to like the dilapidated like outdoor court. It's like a YMCA. Oh. Yeah. It's just so bad. This is the 50s for the Knicks. <laughs> oh, yeah. And things just haven't gotten much better. Look, we rigged the draft so you can get Patrick Ewing. No, just still not good. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it's it's got to be frustrating for the NBA, though, because that's their largest market. If the Knicks get good, just imagine how much money they can make. I know. Like, the NBA's like, please, we're, we're, we're begging you, do something. Zion, no, please. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Please, please, you have the money. Pay Kevin Durant. No. no. You're, you're not in our future. And, and yet, when Philadelphia had the best GM in NBA history, that's when they step in and ha- tell the Sixers to fire their GM. Yeah. Just absolutely oh, ridiculous. Max, what is your opinion on Doc Rivers? 
My opinion is I am no longer allowed to be a Sixers fan. Um, it's unfortunate, but I'm going to be moving uh, to a city with a team in the Eastern Conference. Um, so uh, go go Bulls, baby. Um, objectively, um, if I have to, if I do have to have an opinion, I would say the Doc Rivers hire is a huge upgrade. Um, and now Jack is doing a, I'm a matador. Now. Matador, do the roar, prancing around, do the roar, do the roar, do it. You know, I, when the Bulls were actually relevant, I was never like in the Chicago land area or around Chicago people. So I'm, I'm gonna be really curious to see what Chicago land will be like when the Bulls are relevant. You know, yeah, because right now, just Chicago, the Chicago students of Notre Dame, when the Bears suck, you know, you hear it, you hear the frustration. When the Cubs or White Sox suck, you know, you hear the frustration. When the Bulls suck, apathy. Just oh, nothing. Breaking news. Father Jenkins breaking has coronavirus. Breaking news. Oh, my no God. Way. You're kidding. You're kidding. Yes. No way. You're kidding. Oh, wait, wait. Did you get it from Trump? Let's see. So, should I read the email for yes. everyone to hear You live? said this is a joke wait, yesterday. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not kidding. We are officially a news podcast. We are the first radio show on campus <laughs> to disclose this information Breaking news, exclusive to Clown Time. What? If you are going to share this news to anyone, please cite this radio show as your source, Clown Time. We have 300 listeners. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not true. We just have thousands. Yeah. Dear members of the campus community, just the email, just no format, just a wall of just, text. Yep. COVID-19. That's how you know. During self-quarantine this week, University of Notre Dame President Reverend John I. Jenkins, CSC, learned that a colleague with whom he has been in regular contact tested positive for COVID-19. Father Jenkins was tested and found to be positive for COVID-19, too. As a re- this is written by, like, a student. As a result, he is entering an extended period of isolation, as indicated by university medical personnel and county health officials. <laughs> My symptoms are mild, and I, will, and I will continue work from home, Father Jenkins said. The positive test is a good reminder for me and perhaps for all of how vigilant we need to be. Ah, you've been great about it. Thank you, Father. You're, you're a real role model for all this. <laughs> oh, as, an, oh. t- as another picture with, like, Howard Hall without his mask <laughs> during quarantine. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. for, I forgot. One Sorry. exception. The door is open between 9 to 5 if you want to take Corona pictures with me. <laughs> <laughs> open mouth kiss. Yeah. Father Jenkins. Yeah, tongue oh, kiss you know, with Father Jenkins. It's sounding like a lot of people are getting sick out of that that uh, nomination ceremony. Yeah. That, that might uh, be the origin. You know, I, think that, I think there were people sick there but, is what it sounds like. But he like. said a colleague who, with whom he works That's closely. True. That makes it sound like it's a Notre Dame person. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, you know, it, but, Father, but, Father but he's Nanavik been in probably. isolation, though. He's been in isolation since that's, he's been on campus. That's true. So Joe Biden tested negative. Was at, and when he was at the uh, ceremony, he was sitting next to the dean of the Notre Dame Law School. Great. Yeah, yeah. Because, I, I mean, Father now, Jenkins is very responsible, but Father Nanovic probably <laughs> gave it to That's him. his did, successor. Yeah, did, Father Jenkins, <laughs> did Father Jenkins potentially try to kill Trump? That's the next conspiracy because Trump now has Ooh. it. Hey, Trump mentioned Notre Jenkins Dame quite a few times. Yes. Jenkins was walking around shaking hands on purpose, <laughs> knowing he was an active. Contagion. He was a per- he was a biological weapon. He was. And the Senate was in on it. First to report. That's why they acquitted him. First to report. Clown time. The O'Neill senator. <laughs> O'Neill who's actually fighting for life. <laughs> First to report. Clown time. Uh, Father Jenkins has. Attempted to assassinate President Trump with biological weapons. <laughs> College Democrats, just the not true. Student Senate, they're all in. It's it's Most one modern big. market. Here comes the uh, student body email for Jenkins to step down. Yes, yeah. for just for trying to assassinate the president. Yes. Okay. So, 
really, really quick flashback. One of my friends is late to the party, and he's texting about his heartbreaking sports moments. And he said he's an Ohio State fan. His Ohio State thirty-one to nothing L, and the twenty seventeen through twenty twenty Cubs playoff performance. Oh, you want to talk about a heartbreaking sports moment, Mister Ohio State? Play the smallest violin for me, please. When you're one of your favorite college football teams has played a near perfect season, eleven and one. They were ranked number three last week. They beat their opponent by over sixty points, and yet they're not in the college football playoff. So please cry me a river, Mister Ohio State. This fan. is twenty fifteen. 2014. 2014 TCU for context. Yes. Unbelievable. I could spend a whole episode of Clown Time talking about that how that team. Was that was that Cardale Jones, though, that year? Yes. So he they beat Wisconsin by like 60 points in the championship game. Yeah, but TCU was ranked third. Also, their one common opponent, Minnesota, TCU absolutely smoked, whereas Ohio State won on, in the last minute or something like that. So... You cannot convince me that TCU does not beat Ohio State that year. I mean, Trevon Boykin, Trevon done deal. I got Josh Doxson, Colby Listenby, BJ Catalan the third, Colby Pearson. From yes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. So after that news bomb, um, oh, I haven't even gone through my actual heartbreaking sports moment. That's right. Um, can you guys? <laughs> Po- possibly oh, that was it. Yes. No. Oh, we have a caller. Oh, we have a caller. Who is it? Tiffany Nuzo. Oh, it's oh. my buddies from home. Here. Is that the Ohio State guy? Recognize the Tiffany's? How do I? How do I answer? It's been three years. We still don't know. Nuzo, we can hear you. Yeah. What's up? Okay. I had to call in after that roast right there. Okay. Yeah. Please defend your trash Ohio State lucky 2014 team. The 2014 team or the team that lost 31 to zero. I mean, they're both trash, but continue. I mean, the 2014 team was just carried by the defense and Zeke. Nobody was stopping him. Yeah, but you couldn't stop 2014 TCU. It would outsling Big 12 offenses. Nobody outslings Big 12 offenses. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Ohio State played them like two years later or a couple of years later, and they. But that's not the same team. All the players graduated by then. That's how college football works. Was the 2014 TCU team the team with uh, who was the quarterback? Trevon Boykin. Boykin. Yeah, he was actually good. Fourth in Heisman voting. Yeah, he was good. But yeah, the 31 to zero loss was not a fun time. You got what you deserve. That's all I got to say. Karma karma is a funny, funny thing. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to. I don't have a defense to that, I guess. But then on the Cubs front, it includes 2020, so I'm just anticipating for the worst today. Yeah. Days are uh, tough. Who's, who are they facing? Who's the all-star pitcher they're facing? Uh, well, Sixto. Sixto. Sixto Sanchez. He's all right. Sweet. Be nice to you. Hammer the under today. Yeah, uh, yeah, it depends on where the wind is. I think the wind. It's out. I think it's out to left. Yeah, but so. U stops everyone. Like, why do you think the wind is going to impact him so much? Oh, playoff U is so bad. That's true. He tips his pitches. Yeah, allegedly. Actually, you know what? Hammer the Marlins. The Marlins, and I'm saying this as a Cubs fan, the Marlins have never lost in the postseason. U is abysmal in the postseason. I've, I'm saying this from experience. So hammer strikeouts on both, both pitchers. Honestly, I don't know because like the Marlins don't have great bats. 
We know the Cubs don't have good bats. So, I mean, I think it's just going to be who's going to score two runs this game at some point. Any any other content Jack you have Jose for us today? today? Yeah, I just want to ask Jack how his day was yesterday. I live with um Patrick, who called in last week, and that was an experience, to yeah. say the least. Well, I mean, my day was fine. I, I had a... I did have kind of a rough day yesterday, but I've already bounced back, and I'm talking trash to Cubs fans today. So you can say you could say we're I back. Expect it to be any other way. Exactly. If if the Cubs lose today, it will be Jack's favorite moment in sports history. So <laughs> that's right. Hard, hard to argue that one. Right. Do you have a lock of the week for us today, uh, Brandon? Brandon. Um, Brandon. Hold on. Let me. But he's new though. No one calls him Brandon. I don't even know who's playing. What's the spread in the Georgia Auburn game? Because I'm. I think Auburn probably covers because I don't think Georgia's that good this year. Let's see. I'm going to assume that Auburn is getting points. JT Daniels is playing this week, though, so that's a big difference. Okay, so that's the caveman. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Uh, the spread here is uh, Georgia by seven. I don't know. I think all, well, it's at Georgia, so yeah, with 750 fans there. Yeah, but yeah. no, no uh, prayer at Jordan Hare. Advantage. The hair at Jordan prayer. Um, yeah, I probably should have looked up what the games were before. That's on me. You gotta come prepared to the radio show. Exactly right. I don't know why the volume's not yeah. louder, but that's all right. We we still have not figured out how to work the phones, but that's okay. We'll get to it eventually. I mean, now that yeah, we're I don't know. I don't have now that we're officially the best radio show uh, in WVFI, we can now turn our attention to the actual mics. Um, well, Brendan, anything else to say today? No, I don't think so. I'll hang up and listen. All right, Thanks thank you so much. Listener. I appreciate. Go bad hunting tonight, baby. Have a good one. Yeah. And he's gone. What I will say, what I will say, what we should do, we should have a picture of us what was framed that? behind us, like one of those. <laughs> The listeners can't see, but people in the, the radio. Yeah, can't. there's there's people in frames behind us in the studio. We should have one of those. We should frame like Jackie Robinson or something. <laughs> yeah. No, we should frame Sugar Ray Robinson. Sugar, yeah. I feel like that would be a lot more fitting. What's that? Oh yes, we do have a Sugar Ray Robinson poster. <laughs> That's right. Sugar Ray poster. Yes, a Sugar Ray yeah. poster. Thank you Sugar for that. <laughs> just leaning out with the volume. Yeah. Yeah. Around. It's, like, it's like a studio. It's I'm, I'm really yeah. exploring the space of the studio. Exploring the space. That that yeah. All right. So can anyone even think of my most heartbreaking sports moment of all time? I think I would guess. Yeah. Yes. Both. Just imagine you're in eighth grade. It's a school night. Your parents send you to bed so you can get up for middle school. Because middle school, you know. Just absolute grind. Um, so you're sent to bed. You have the radio on. You're listening to the announcer you've been listening to since you were a child. And he is so excited to finally say the Rangers have won the World Series. It's two strikes. There are two strikes. And David Freeze gets makes contact. It's an easy fly ball to I, right field. I wouldn't call it easy. It's a routine fly playing? ball. I wouldn't call it routine. It was pretty routine. Who, who are we playing against? It's Rangers versus the Cardinals. Rangers. Okay. And he's make he's ready to make the the right fielder makes 
an excellent catch and the game is over call. He's ready. And then his tone just changes like that from excited to panicked. It's off the wall. Nelson Cruz couldn't get to it. He throws it in and the Cardinals have tied it up. Oh, heartbroken. But, 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 but. Mere minutes later, you hear the call. Josh Hamilton has just hit a home run in extra innings. It's a second chance. The Rangers have it in the bag this time. They, 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 there's no way they can fail. I'm going to wake up tomorrow, and the Rangers are going to be World Series champions. So you went to bed? I did not, but I was still lying in bed. Like, you, I, you were in bed. Okay. Yes, because I, I couldn't see it. You know, I, I just wanted to wake up and see that headline in the papers. You know, and then mere minutes later, walk off home run for St. Louis. Devastation. There is no need to watch game seven. It was over. It's true. Whoever wins game six is like almost guaranteed to win game seven in my experience. And that is why part of the reason. No, 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 no. It's a battle of wills. Yeah. Ugh. Now you gotta go to the, the worst part, but but Max, you could play in in response. You could play the double doink call. But the double doink wasn't even call wasn't even that good. Just everyone was confused. It was like unreal. And it goes off the upright, and it's no good. Al Michaels, it, it, and it's no good. Ooh. <laughs> uh, speaking of impressions, uh, what <laughs> we have. Oh, uh, Diddy! <laughs> <laughs> we have two Sorry. special guests, or three special guests. Four special, four special guests. <laughs> in, We're in, all special in guests. In the studio today. We're all special. Uh, let's start it off uh, with mm. Chris Wallace. <laughs> Gentlemen, you have two minutes. Excuse me. Excuse me. Are we are we starting now? Are we yeah. actually going right for it? Joe is a big, fat mess. I guess, I guess Max is Trump. Um, no, Max is Biden. Yeah, well, okay. we, or we can switch. Okay, all right, man. Max, Here Max is the Trump. debate. It is the Republican candidate Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, the other party. You have two minutes. First question. Anonymous sources have told us that Trump is a racist. Trump, why are you a racist? Two minutes. Well, let's just say this, Chris. I love you have two people. minutes. <laughs> I love people. People love me. That's 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 my relationship with people. People love Sir, we, me. We were told that people don't love you. People love Actually, me. Actually, everyone Chris, hates Chris, you. Chris, if you look at the polls, if you look at the polls, people love me. Melania, up, do, 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 have you seen my wife, Melania? Melania is as healthy as a peach, and she looks like a peach, too, and she has a peach, okay? Her peach is the best oh. peach out there. People love me. What was the question? Racism? Oh, yeah, people love me. That's my answer. <laughs> Joe? Melania does have a peach. Is that your jo- is that Joe? Is that, that Joe? Is, that is that is my response. I am Joe Biden. Here's the deal. <laughs> there we go. There we go. You know it's Joe Biden because he said it's Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm you, Joe Biden. You lying two faced dog faced pony soldier. Come on, you gotta give me more of those. Middle class Joe, baby. Middle class Joe. I am here for the middle class. You know the middle class. Here's the deal. Is is the middle class is the the you know the the thing they're gotta get those jobs, hey, man. Excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. Let me excuse me. Let me finish. Excuse me. I am for all classes. 
All the classes love me. The lower class, the poor class, the 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 people I don't even want to people want to see me. The roach class. The roach class. The class that can't afford my exquisite hotels. AKA peasants. They all love me. Okay. They don't like Joe. <laughs> Joe says he like nobody Mr. likes President. Joe. Mr. President. Excuse Mr. President. me. Mr. President. Excuse me. Mr. President. No, no. You are not debating for Joe. You are supposed to be in the middle. The time Everyone limit. hates me. The biased media hates me. So please shut up. So, moving on. We have been told that Trump has paid no taxes while Joe Biden has paid all of them. Joe, is that true? It is true. That's exactly true. right. It is true. I will not deny you it. You were spoon feeding him questions is now. It, Mr. Chris. President, Mr. President, you have two minutes, and it's not your turn. Listen, only losers pay taxes. Finish, man. That's why I'm getting rid of taxes. Only losers pay for taxes. You don't want to be a loser. If you don't want to be a loser, Vote for me. I'll get rid of taxes for you. You don't even have to do the job. We won't arrest you for tax fraud. It'll be a great time. How can someone with no success in business not pay any taxes? Come on, man. No success in business? You're a career politician. You've had a gazillion years to get things done. And you haven't done a... Excuse me. Excuse me, Chris. It's always my time. I'm I'm the mother... Excuse me. I can't I can't swear in a in a debate. Unlike Joe, he said shut up. That's a terrible that's a terrible president for the kids. Okay, I'm a perfect role model for the kids. I won't say shut up. And when people think of me, they think great role model for their children. I don't think they think I love children. I love children <laughs> so much. I really do. When I get in the pool, I let them rub my legs. That's quite wholesome. Yes, I believe it is. Why wouldn't you just get a Russian masseuse to rub your legs? Oh, right, because you're a loser. I have professional masseuses sent to me every day by a colleague of mine named Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. I'm very, I'm very well acquainted with uh, Jeffrey. He was a great man. Um, I would not want to speak ill of him. I would not speak ill of any group, no matter what they support or who they are, unless they're the radical left. I support nothing, but I support Antifa. <laughs> oh. Chris, do you have any more questions? You know, I'll, you... I'll I'll take questions from the audience, honestly. Ken Bone. Oh, yeah, Ken we, Bone. we have Ken Bone in the studio. We don't have Ken Bone. We don't have Ken Bone. He's, he's shying away. No he's shying away. He's running oh, away. Man. It's okay. That was kind of impromptu. I don't blame oh, you. Uh, oh, it's Jeb with a steel chair! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pat. Do you have a question? Oh man, it's fine. Gosh, you put me on the spot. Right I here. did put you on the spot. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> or is that oh, is that boy. gonna be done? Or are we done with the clown? We time might be. Hockey? We might yeah. be done with the segment. <laughs> that was good though. That was it, good. It was no, good to come from like the opposite side. It doesn't have to drag on. No. Yeah. No, because we we filled up our content. That was good. Yeah. Should we get to pick them? We got a nice slate of college football games. That's fair. Okay, so if we're gonna pick get start. With the Biden-Trump impressions. Oh. More Biden-Trump? As you do pick them. <laughs> no. <laughs> would Biden pick? Would Trump pick? NC State is one of the greatest college football programs in the history of college football. I, I, I don't think twist. you could get them to, like, agree to a game. Like, if it was Alabama versus, like, Louisiana Tech, one would pick Alabama and the other would have to pick Louisiana Tech. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Biden would be like, come on, man. Louisiana Tech? They could beat Alabama. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not going to do the voice, but 
Are you are, are you not going to do the most important game of the week? I'm going to later. That's our. That's oh, our. Okay. That, that's the last we're, one. We're building up to it. We're okay. building to it yeah. as we should. Notre Dame's not playing. Right? No, Notre yeah. Dame is playing the Fighting Buys this right. week. The open date Fighting Buys. Uh, what? So the important rivalry matchup this week, the the Max Perry game, TCU versus Texas in te- in Austin. Uh, Texas favored by twelve, ranked ninth, two and zero. TCU zero and one. Who are we starting with, Bo? We'll go around this way. Texas oh, minus I, twelve. Is the mic is still off? Oh, great. Texas I, minus twelve. I think I'm gonna have Texas covering that. Oh, okay. Texas is gonna win by two touchdowns or more. TJ, I concur. Thank you, Pat and Nick. DZ. Great. What? Oh, he's at TCU. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this game every year t- between TCU and Texas is like choosing between your two favorite kids. And unlike my parents who can easily choose, I can't. So well, I'm, I'm, go- I'm going to abstain. You're going to abstain. Yes. yes. Okay. Max abstains. Now, I've seen enough. TCU football to know that they're going to be tied at half, and then Texas is going to win by 21. This is true. So I have Texas covering, but I have TCU covering the first half. Okay, moving on. We've got an important as the SEC in their second week. They're starting to get some real matchups. We have 1-0, 13th-ranked Texas A&M going in to Tuscaloosa to face number 2-ranked Mac Jones at Alabama. Alabama favored by 18. Bo. Sorry, who's Alabama playing again? Oh, oh! So I'm sorry. Come A&M. on, you fans. Oh, A&M, A&M, Alabama. A&M. Alabama looks better than expected, in my opinion. I think they look really sharp. They had not a single player opt out. They're they're tough. They're tough. Let's just Bama. That's just the South. A&M is A&M can be frauds though. TJ, eighteen is such a good line. I feel like great. Mm. Right. <laughs> so quiet. I'll go go Bama. Okay, Bama covering. You guys. Pat, Nick. Who? Bama versus Texas A&M. Bobby! What? Great. Okay, Max. Take your pick. So this reminds me that Texas A&M as a school is like that kid who peaked in high school because they beat Bama once. They have beat Alabama once since joining the SEC, and that's still their greatest moment in – Probably program history. Look, it's Johnny and, they st- and they still talk about it. And yet, every single time since, they have not even been close with Bama. It's going to be Bama covering. Yeah. Monday Night Football is going to come out, though, in his fourth He's year. He's still there? Yeah. Or third year. Sixth year. Sixth year. It's JT be Barrett year. will be there. Um, but no, Kellen Mond will be there. The ultimate. Oh, look, he, he can improve. He, he's improving. No, he's not a good quarterback. Alabama's going to overpower them. I think Alabama barely covers. Barely. Joe Namath went to Alabama. That's what? my team right there. Joe Namath went to Alabama. Look, yay, Jets. Yay, Jets. <laughs> okay. So moving on into the Power Six, we've got 25th ranked 1 0 Memphis against unranked 3 0 SMU. Memphis favored by one. It's at SMU. So it's basically a pick em. Um, I think I'm a, I like SMU. Okay, I like with Shane Buchel. You guys are For all sure. bored Shane Buchel truth. Go Stan. Nick. SMH, baby, SMH. SMH. <laughs> CBT, SMH. Southern CBT. Methodist CBT. head. Yeah. <laughs> now, it, 
logically, I think SMU wins because of their returning coach and their returning quarterback. However, not so fast. Memphis just doesn't have that reputation of blowing big games. Uh, not so fast. Unlike SMU. Who, they did win last year. I mean, here, here here's the thing. Me, SMU's opponents, SMU may be 3-0, and but they have beaten Texas State, UNT, and Stephen F. Austin. That's not a very tough slate. Memphis has already beaten Arkansas State. I'm going to go with Memphis here. Yeah, this is a tough one. I think SMU's going to get it done at home because they've really improved from their seven-point victory at Texas State. Then they scored 65 at North Texas, beat them by 30. Scored 50 against SF Austin, beat them by 43. Memphis scored 37, but only beat Arkansas State by 13. So I got to go with SMU here. Shane Buchel, high-powered offense, over under 74, hammer the over. All right, moving on to America's Game of the Week, the second America's Game of the Week. There's a bigger one. Auburn versus Georgia, one of the classic SEC rivalries heightened this year. What's it called? The Deep South's oldest rivalry? The Deep South's oldest rivalry. Even though it's just not true. (laughs) So Georgia favored by a full touchdown, favored by seven. Against Auburn, Georgia ranked fourth. Auburn ranked seventh. JT Daniels returning for Georgia. Bo. I, I think it does have the most meetings of any two SEC teams. Really? Those two, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, which is interesting that they're on opposite sides of the uh, of the conference. But yeah, yeah, Georgia looks shaky, even though they're at home. It's not going to be a packed stadium. I think I, I think I'm taking Auburn with this one. Ooh. Bo Nix, gotta Auburn respect to the name. To cover. I'm gonna say seven. I'm gonna say Auburn to win. I think it'll be close because it is in Athens. Well, so Auburn to win. Okay, well Auburn is plus seven, so they're the underdog. So, yeah, so you have them winning outright. You take a money line. Yeah. Okay. DJ. I like Georgia and to cover as well because my guy JT Daniels slash D, King DDD, <laughs> they're the same person. I'm no, they're sure. not. This is, he's, JT Daniels is a combination of D and then Caveman from Subway. Oh, okay. <laughs> we have a caller. Who oh, is it? Oh, we do. Gregory. Oh, it's Paps. Oh, Paps. Paps. No way. I don't think Paps has ever called in before. No. Greetings. Paps. What's up, boys? Oh my doing? gosh! How's it going, Paps? We're just doing our college football pick'em. Who do you got today or tomorrow? <laughs> Auburn uh, or Georgia. the other team, Georgia? Um, is JT Daniel starting? Is yes. So Georgia. Yes. Georgia. Interesting. Uh, personally, I've got Auburn covering this. Um, I think Georgia will squeak by with a win. It's going to be close, though. Um. I, I like Bo Nix. Bo Nix has looked pretty good so far. So uh, let's go with Auburn here. Okay. All right, Nick and Pat. What what state is Auburn again? Alabama. Alabama. All right, what state is Georgia? Alabama. <laughs> okay, I like Jack Daniels. I'm going to go with Georgia. All right. I like Nick. I'm going to go with yeah. Georgia. Go okay. Yeah, Jack Daniels is pretty good, too. Don't worry. Yes. Yeah. So I think Kirby Smart's offense can really thrive around short checkdowns, which JT Daniels is expert at doing. I think they're going to be overrated Auburn and Bo Nix. I think I got Georgia covering. I'm not a fan of Bo Nix. That's why. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan either. So, in our last two minutes, we have the game of the week of the century. Two unbeatens clashing. 22nd ranked BYU Cougars 2-0 against Louisiana Tech. Also 2-0. BYU favored by 24.5 tonight at 9. <laughs> Who you guys got? 24.5 Obviously is a lot. BYU, but I'm... I don't know about the spread. Yeah, so sounds like you guys both have. Yeah, Louisiana Tech's going to cover on that one. Yeah. Okay. La Tech, 
hit that for sure. Cover? No. To win? Money line. Oh, TJ's going money line. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. BYU blowout. Uh, yeah, um, I hate BYU. Lot of tech. Raging Cajuns, man. That's just not Lot tech. It's not at all. That's Louisiana. They Lafayette. do have sweet uniforms, though. And they have. Uh, oh, it's Lafayette. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> um. They do have future Notre Dame head coach Skip Holtz, oh. so they do have that going for them. Skip Holtz. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I've said this before, and it's come true, that my head, my head says Louisiana Tech is going to cover. My friend had Skip Holtz. His mom had Skip Holtz in the foresight class. That's and hilarious. She said that he did nothing, just nothing. <laughs> of course. But my heart says BYU That's right. to cover. And when Cougs are a team of destiny this year, I really think if they run the table, they have an argument for the college football playoff. I mean, they've already beaten Navy. They have already beaten Troy. Who else do you want to see them beat? Oh, that's right. Louisiana Tech by over 25 points. Let's go, Cougs. 